Hello, everybody. This is Bill Cameron from The Drive. Podcasts of The Drive are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, now hiring for great-paying, skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Thanks for listening. It's an Auburn Network production. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Tuesday, and you know I'm going to call it the Monday edition of the Drive because it's been a while. Um, what has it been? A couple of weeks, week and a half since we've been on. Pre Christmas, right? right? Yeah, pre Christmas, before Christmas, and and you were gone a couple of days before that. That's Dan, hey, by the way. Everybody, I was here. I was here for the last. I wrote. I ran. That's the, right. I ran the board. That's right. You for ran the, the board because Drew because Drew was gone. Yeah. You know, it seems like seems like it was like a last year or something. Oh, oh, it was happy new year, everybody. And that's Drew at the controls, yeah, everybody. That is Drew at the controls. Bill and Dan here in the studio on this Tuesday, our first show of 2024, and we may find a thing or two to talk about. Uh, I mean, there there has been an awful lot that has gone on. Um, uh, I don't even know if we'll get around to. I mean, there have been more additions and subtractions to the football team. But uh, the portal is still swirling. It is, as a matter of fact, and a player that that Auburn has been mentioned with quite a bit entering the portal today is the final day for players to enter the portal. Now, there's a bit of a grace period for teams that played over the last couple of days. They have five days after their last game was played. The portal would end for for most players today, but. Uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay, I can try to add, do that really quickly. By the end of this weekend, the portal will be closed as far as entry. Now, again, keep in mind, that doesn't have anything to do with players having to make decisions as to where they're going to wind up this fall. No, this, this is just players notifying their current team right. that they are not coming back and that they, and I guess that's not even... You know, they could come back, but they're notifying their current team that they are reopening their recruitment to everyone else right. and officially putting their name into where it's not it's not tampering. If you, as a team, reach out to a player who is in the transfer portal, if you reach out to a player under a lot of other circumstances, it is against the rules. And I think you were referencing, Bill, the Caden Salter, the Caden Salter, the quarterback from Liberty, right? A quarterback Hugh Freeze has recruited in the past, and he su- yes, successfully recruited him from the portal. Yes, you know, landed him from Tennessee uh, after the twenty twenty, or I guess before the twenty twenty one season, right? Uh, and then Salter spent a couple of years uh, at Liberty, contributed last season, but I don't think spent the majority of the time right. at quarterback. Had a very good season for Liberty this year, and is uh, opening his recruitment up. Uh, for the uh, and, and one would think uh, that that people are going to draw the line between Hugh Freeze and Caden Salter and think that Auburn could be interested in uh, in 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 Caden Salter's services, especially in the aftermath of post game comments from Hugh Freeze following Auburn's uh, uh, embarrassment at the hands of their uh, bowl opponent Maryland 
in Nashville a, on Saturday. A game you attended, right? A game you uh, I did, you and every everything everything was fine. I mean, the trip uh, the trip's fine. The accommodations we had were great. The stadium's great. Nashville was great. The game sucked. Other, I mean, that's that pretty much just wraps it up. It was uh, it was a it was a big big disappointment. Just an absolute flop. To see an, I mean, an Auburn team that looked unprepared and uninterested from, from the opening kick. Yeah, I mean, 21-nothing 21 early, yeah. right? And it, it felt like it was, I mean, against Maryland's, against guys that had not been playing right. much of the season uh, for, uh, for, for Maryland. And, and while the defense buckled down some in the final three quarters. Yeah, they, they did, and I don't want to take anything away from them, but I wonder how much Maryland was really – Attacking offensively after after it became obvious that Auburn wasn't going to be a factor in the game. Yeah, I mean you had the com- you had the game itself, you had the comments, and I wonder how how drastically folks' opinion about Peyton Thorne has changed since. I would say quite quite a bit since 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 the, our last the, show. The overall like, feeling, and and I've got to admit, mine has so mine has changed. Uh, you know, I. Auburn's, I always need. I guess. For a, I guess. I give. I give. I give too many people the benefit of the doubt. I'm. I'm much more. I mean, uh, and and he didn't have a lot of help. He didn't have a lot of help again. But I mean, just a couple of decisions that you go. You can't do that. You cannot do that as a person, as a player who has started in college football. And and I I admit I've been wishy washy on on Thorn this season. And you, I think, off the air, accused me a little bit of of. Before the portal opened, I asked pretty much everyone, you know, of the of the contributors to this show, of the folks who who pop in, I asked them all how how big of a priority should quarterback be when the transfer portal opens. I just think that if you ask if you ask most if you ask just uh, the uh, the on the street Auburn fan that every year they would have said yes to every quarterback over the last. Since since Nick Marshall and even during Nick Marshall, I don't think anybody is ever good enough. The la- I don't think the anybody time, is ever good enough. Cam Newton was the last time Auburn had a quarterback that was sort of the unquestioned yeah, guy. That because with should, Nick with Nick Marshall, there were people like quit wait, playing him and play Jeremy Johnson. Pe- people from the very beginning of Nick Marshall's time as the he quarterback. He doesn't pass the ball well enough. Said, said wait until you know. And Bo, Bo was absolutely. I mean, there were you know there were people that. Just uh, we're we're glad to see Bo go because anyone but Bo and we talk was going to be better. We we talk about the push and we'll talk about it with Andy Burcham because he remembers it well. The push for for Brandon Cox to replace Jason Campbell. Yep. Before the 2004 season, Andy was taking calls with you from people who wanted Brandon Cox to step in for for Jason. Hey, if Campbell. you're not winning them all, then there's got to be somebody better to to. to to run the show, but, but I, I mean, do, I, I can understand that. But I do want, and, and I'm not saying Auburn Auburn couldn't upgrade or or shouldn't be looking to upgrade at quarterback as well as every position. But it did seem like Auburn was, you know, they felt more. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to diagnose anything. But the answers we were getting from Hugh Freeze. Oh, I mean, it was. I mean, we were before the bowl game. It was we're on the Peyton Thorn train. We're you know we're all in. On Peyton Thorne, why do we need to throw money? We're not going to get into a bidding war at quarterback. You know, we're, you know, we don't need to do that. Didn't sound like that following the ball game. Do you buy the rumors, and I believe they are just rumors, that Auburn uh, kicked the tires on Cam Ward late yeah, in the yeah, I do. Like that, that's some, I guess before Cam and Cam Ward. If you haven't seen the and, news, uh, but I, I, be, I believe they were they were much more uh, heavily in pursuit 
after the bowl game and than they were before. Well, that, that, I guess that's the rumor is that is that after the bowl game, but before Cam Ward, and, and if you haven't heard Washington State quarterback Cam Ward announcing that he is going into the NFL draft, he is not. Uh, now, I, I don't know if he is. I guess his dad said he's not signing with an agent. Right. So if he doesn't, so like, he could come back. Yeah. If he doesn't, if he doesn't like, you know, what he's what he's hearing from the NFL, he could drop out of the draft and reopen his recruitment. I guess his recruitment stays open, right? Because he's in. The, sure. Because he's in the portal. Sure. Anybody can of, talk to him. Yeah. Just, he, he just won't be. He won't be. Uh, he he won't be enrolled okay. if he comes back to college football. He's probably going to enroll in the summer wherever wherever he decides to go play right. quarterback. Uh, but Cam Ward. You know, I guess Florida State was one of the schools folks said. Was, Obviously, was Miami was. Miami, Florida State, a late push from Auburn, uh-huh. uh, and he decides to go into the NFL draft instead. Yeah, the, uh, what what I've what I've heard was he didn't feel like he got offers quite good enough that he wanted to see what it would be if he went to the NFL. And I don't know, like the the, the NFL, especially this year with. I mean, it, it feels like one service will tell you there are two quarterbacks in this draft who should have a first-round grade, and then there are other services that will tell you that number is six or maybe seven who should have a first-round grade, depending on how you view. The guys who are coming out right now? Yeah, of, of the guys this in this year's draft. And I'll tell you what, the one, the one from late light, night last night, if he doesn't have a first-round grade, I don't, I don't know what quarterback would. Oh, Michael Penix? Yeah. yeah. Oh, certainly. No, certainly. Goodness. I mean, that was, and, and that, he's what not a, someone. What a, what a show that was. You know, I, I think be, you know, before before last night, people would have said. Uh, who's he done it against? Well, well no. That I, was part of it. Well, sure. But no, I was at uh, Caleb Williams, Drake May, uh, Jaden Daniels, Bo Nix. Uh, there's uh, Mike, Michael Penix could could make a push into in, into that category Michael as, Penix. as well. Throw, throws with his with as much velocity and accuracy that ball comes out so quickly. There there are folks who feel the Michigan quarterback uh, uh, um, uh, JJ JJ McCarthy is 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 in, is in that uh, is in that class. I need to see a little more of him. Well. I guess I don't know. Right. So I mean, so no, but it's a it's a year where uh, you know I think quarterbacks there are, there, there are a lot there are a lot of possibilities and a lot there. of NFL teams that feel like maybe it's time for a new start. At, at yeah. quarterback yeah, you're as right. well. All right, so uh, yeah, yeah as, including Drew uh, Steelers, probably. So so we can yeah. We started off talking about Auburn and its quarterbacks. We uh, sort of got into the uh, semifinals yesterday. We can talk about those if you would like with uh, Alabama and Texas. You you wind up with the only two unbe- the well the yeah since Florida State went down and boy did they go down. But I mean the numbers one and two teams are the teams playing. They got it right. I told. I told somebody this morning. Yeah, see, they didn't need a fourteen playoff. Right. All they all they needed was one two, like the old days. The B, the BCS would have yeah. would have been able to sort. Yeah, uh, the, the, sort two great well. great games though. Yesterday, we're just getting underway. As you mentioned, Andy Burcham going to be joining us by phone. Auburn basketball tonight from Auburn from Neville Arena as Auburn uh, hosting Penn in their final uh, non conference game. Before conference play opens in Fayetteville this weekend, so we'll talk with Andy in a little bit. But we'd love to hear from you, and you can join us on the Drive Hotline. In case you've forgotten that number, uh, the Drive Hotline presented by Skybar. That number is three three four three two one thirteen ninety. You can also text the show three three four five six four eighteen forty on the Drive text box presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast. Available however you listen to podcasts. We'll get to the drive hotline because John has already uh, been hanging on for a few minutes. Hey, John. Hey, uh, <clears throat> Happy New Year. Welcome back. Oh, it's good to be back. Hey, John. 
Hey, uh, I'm the one that sent you a text uh, earlier today. If you can find somebody to use those, uh, let me know, and I'll be happy to pass them on, Dan. That's right. Uh, we, we got uh, we, uh, two two uh, two tickets to tonight's basketball game. Oh, is, cool. Is, is, uh, I me- meant to mention that to Bill. We uh, we we got sidetracked as we often do on, on other conversations. But uh, you want to you want to uh, you want to offer them to the next person? Absolutely. Right. We'll just do it first come first yeah. serve, and we'll 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 get you set up. All right. Uh, as far as the uh, bowl game, it was disgusting, and I, I'm putting the bowl game on. One, sickness throughout the team. Two, lack of game planning. And three, just lack of a give-a-damn for the rest of the team that showed up. Uh, it's obvious that uh, it's obvious that was a vanilla vanilla game plan that they used. And it, it's obvious also when they, when they do put effort into game planning, there's a marked, marked difference in the uh, performance on the field. So it's just – What struck me, though, is, I mean, some of the com- – we talked about some of the comments that Coach Freeze had had before the bowl game, and he talked about the importance of this game and building momentum and things like that. And then you hear, well, he really didn't get involved with the game plan until late. And the team, yes, I mean, we we heard from a few players pregame about how important it was. You heard from a few players postgame about some concerns they had with the team. And and that's something that, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't sit well either. I mean, there there's some things that just don't don't really add up about this. I, I I'm glad you brought up the sickness thing now because I hadn't heard about it until the team got there to Nashville but I mean that could account that definitely could account for some lackluster play even if you're you know even if you're not sick anymore you're not going to be as strong and Auburn got pushed around on both sides of the line of scrimmage by Maryland yeah uh and as far as last night uh, I was one of the few times that I've rooted for Alabama. I was hoping Alabama would win. Nick Saban would go on and win a championship and retire <laughs> and become the czar of college football and fix it. So it's uh, tolerable because it can't continue at, uh, at the rate that it's going right now. It's, it's not sustainable, in my opinion. Well, my there, opinion. there are a lot of things that I, I think aren't sustainable. I mean, I, 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 really I, I wonder that this is the year more than ever before, and knowing that we're expanding the playoff next year, I think they they could pull the plug on a lot of these bowl games. Well, yeah, I was going to say I don't always agree with Kirk Herbstreet, but I I yeah. do. I think yeah, a lot of these bowl games just uh, okay. Say let's just give everybody, or or, or if uh, you get to a certain point, you get to have an extra ten days of practice or something. But who cares about the bowl games if a lot of the teams don't? The focus and and, and it's and it's it, it it does hurt when you spend. You know, thousands of dollars uh, to to follow a team, and that's what happens. It, you know, everybody be much better served if we just had a big party and uh, and and the team got to practice a little bit, and everybody, uh, you know, we, we we could do better things with our money yeah, than that. The, well, more than ever before, the focus does seem to be for these bowls to provide content for for ES, TV for, for ESPN. And and for you know, I, I guess for for gamblers to have something you know weeknight football to uh, to, to bet on, but it, it does seem like you know I, I know Herb Street Herb Street lamented how it's not a reward for players. Well, obviously not when half the teams are not wanting to participate, and it doesn't seem to be something that the local markets are really interested in because you're not seeing that reflected in. Uh, crowded stadiums by, by nope. any stretch no there were a lot of, of empty seats of, in nashville of, of the imagine now let me ask you is that something because you're someone who's been going to bowl games for a while 
is that something that's becoming a more pronounced trend? Yes. How, oh, there's how no question about that. Are? Yes. Like because that that seems to me like yeah if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna create something that's mostly a content you know if it's mostly content for television I think the audience is going to uh, reflect that by staying home and watching the game yeah. on television if if they're gonna if they're gonna follow it at all the folks who want to go follow a team to a city uh, are are bec- you know it seems like that's becoming you know. Now, the playoff will be different, right? Like going, you know, traveling, uh, tra- traveling to follow your team to to a playoff game seems, seems oh, yeah. like a, a different proposition. But no, I, I just I really wonder, uh, I, I really wonder what the future is for, uh, for for a lot of these bowls. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Let's get to uh, Slack before we get to our first break. Hey, Slack! Happy New Year, Slack! Hey, y'all guys, no. Do, doing all right. Great to hear from you. Can I get get those tickets? Uh, yeah, I'll absolutely. T- I'll, I'll tell you what. Give um, give uh, Drew off the air. Yeah, what, your... when when yeah when we're going to break, Drew will get your info so that we can uh, get those. We're just going to email them to him, right? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll get you. We'll get you the number of the, of the guy who can, and we'll get you the preferred way that way. We'll get you the okay. number of the guy giving them away. We'll get you John's number, and we'll get you in all touch right. with him. All right. Appreciate. It. All right. Uh, yeah, I got a comment or two. I guess before, sure. before break. Um. Uh, Quarterback play at Auburn and wide receiver play at Auburn. It it hadn't just started. It's been going on for years. Oh, that's true. Um, me and a friend had a discussion the other day, and we talked about two guys that were well, one wanted to attend Auburn, and they told him, uh, "We'll let you come, but we want you to play a different position." And he's, he's considered the MVP for the NFL right now. Do you think he'd be in the NFL today if he'd came to Auburn to play quarterback? Mm, probably that- not unless Lamar had, uh, you know, been put in the game and they couldn't get him out. Now, I'll be honest. I'd always heard it was more a choosing Jeremy over Lamar thing rather than a – or choosing – was there a different quarterback in fifth? No, I think in you're fifth, right. In, in, yeah, I, I feel like it was more of a – like I'd always heard it was more of a choosing one quarterback over the other rather than a we'd want Lamar in to play – a different, like they thought Lamar could play quarterback, but they had a different quarterback they liked better. Well, which isn't uh, a, which isn't much which what, isn't much of an excuse. No, that's that's not a glowing. I know yeah. it's not like much of a defense slack, but it's still well, like yeah, it's it's well you know. on 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 paper, Jeremy had just as much, uh, probably had more upside than Lamar did in high school, right? Yeah, you're right. You're right. He was Jeremy more he was more highly touted. Yes, Jeremy just didn't get developed at all. And my next one is uh, Bo Nix. Do you think he'd be in a position to make it no. to the NFL? No, no, no way. No, I don't. I do not. And, and you know that that's crazy to even think about that. But that's what other teams are using against Auburn as far as receivers and quarterback. Well, the the one thing that Auburn can right now say is, well, let's let let's see what happens with these guys, uh, because if it's not the case, what is it? Is it just like? Auburn itself? Is there something in the water at Auburn that, you know, quarterbacks and receivers, you know, can't play or coaches forget how to coach them? I, I don't I don't have a good answer as to like if you ask, well, why why didn't why didn't Gus Malzahn and Brian Harson and Gene Chizik and, and Tom why did they all struggle to sign the top wide receivers year in and like I I don't know. Like I it's you know, I don't know if it was uh, you know, a lack of you know, if if it, if it felt well, like if they if they prioritized other positions, or let me go back. yeah, we we we've signed some good receivers over the years, but we just didn't develop them as wide receivers. 
season because we've been running the ball so much. Although everybody I would say it's been a while since they've signed receivers. just assume when you got a wide receiver, you say he's a five-star wide receiver. If you don't throw him the ball and he and in a year's time, he don't catch for five or six passes, but you had targeted him about 10, 10 or 15 times. You never even get an opportunity to really get developed as a wide receiver. That that's true, but I mean, all right. So you mentioned Bo, and there's no question about Bo. But I mean, has there been a receiver that came to Auburn highly touted that left, and now you go, wow, look at this guy, you know, as, an, as either an All American or an All Pro. I I don't think there I don't think there have been any I mean, I, really examples well, of what, receivers. What's got ruined while he was here? How about looking at it from that standpoint? Well. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I think I think Tuberville might have been the last guy to actually sign someone at receiver who was a consensus consensus five star. Right? I think you got to go back to yeah. Aroma should do or or yeah. I, was it Devin? Yeah. I think and, it was Devin. Yeah, and we've even had coaches that went out and signed guys that uh, we just didn't get it. We didn't develop them. You know. Uh, I think I think I think Hugh Freeze's ability, and we appreciate the phone call, Slack. We're way yeah, we're way the, way behind. Uh, but but it's uh, and hold on, yeah, hang on, so Drew yeah, can yeah, uh, get yeah. get your info, yeah, don't, don't get that up. info to you. But, but no, I mean Hugh Freeze's ability to to sign guys like that and develop guys like that is a big reason why. Well, we've seen the signing now. The job. Now now you now you've got to do something on the field. We'll get to our first break. Andy Burcham will be joining us. Love for you too as well as we continue here on the Monday Drive. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Monday. Uh, I knew I'd say there it. It, is. it feels like a Monday because it's the first day back after uh, after New Year's. It's Tuesday. So, yeah, Tuesdays. Andy Bertram will be uh, checking in with us. Auburn basketball with Penn tonight. An 8 o'clock tip over at Neville Arena. Uh, a Penn team that, man, they've been up and down. Auburn has really played well its last couple of times out. Would like to keep that rolling as they get ready to open conference play Saturday in Fayetteville. Love your thoughts on anything going on in the world of sports. We know the national championship matchup now. It's Michigan and Washington. Yeah, the Rose Bowl would have loved to have kept that one out there, uh, but what a what a pair of ball games we got yesterday in the semifinals with games that weren't decided until the last play was done. I mean, unbelievable overtime win for Michigan over Alabama, 27-20, and then Washington uh, in a game that looked like, I mean, it looked like there was really no reason to stay up and watch the end of it, and I'm glad I did, or at least I was glad I did last night. I don't know that you I was glad though, this hey, morning that I did, but uh, a lot more interesting. It's a late start for that. It is a game very late night. start, and on New you Year's know, Day, can't you move? New- I mean, can't you sure move- you can, but the Rose Bowl wants that prime time bah, West Coast bah time. Yeah, it, it made it terrible, and it was almost even more terrible for Washington when former Mississippi State running back Dylan Johnson goes down. Something needs to be done about that. I mean, there are rules that are there to try to prevent players from faking injuries. But when you have the lead and a player is hurt, there should be something to restart the clock because that saved 32 seconds last night and nearly cost Washington its spot in the national championship game. Yeah, no, it was was nearly a... 
uh, n- nearly a, a catastrophic turn of events for uh, for for for, uh, for Washington and and Texas could have. I mean, they they very nearly took advantage. Oh, of Oh, they it did! The, did an amazing job. I mean, they got they got down to the twelve yard line with what was it? I mean, there were 16, 15, 16 seconds to go when they're at the twelve yard line. By the way, this got the, all four shots. This, and what and what a coup for the Big Ten that uh, it's Michigan, Washington, both mm-hmm. teams that will be next year. Not just playing Big Ten schedules. There is a Michigan Washington game on the 2024 schedule. So oh, we is will, that right? We will see a rematch in conference play October twenty fourth. Or no, no, October fifth, Michigan will go to Washington in a rematch of this year's national championship game. If well, it would have been it would have been Texas Georgia if they had both made the the championship game. That there's a there's a Texas Georgia yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, because Texas and Alabama aren't playing. I mean, uh, that's the only in season rematch you could have had next year would have been that Michigan Washington because. In the, in the from the final four. of the four, yes, yeah. yeah, Alabama drew Oklahoma. Georgia, in, Georgia, Texas, uh, but. Georgia took it out on that. Uh, what was left of that Florida State team? Didn't Georgia they? might. Georgia, oh, you know goodness. what? I suspect, regardless of who wins the Michigan Washington game, and that team will be the national champion yes, they will. and deservedly so. Next year's preseason number one, I'm thinking, might be. The Georgia Bulldogs. Based yeah, on I, I would. I would think that's. And, I would think that's not and unlikely. Georgia, Georgia breaking their own record, uh, the the largest margin of victory, the two largest margins of victory, margin of victories in a bowl game ever, are the last two wins by Georgia in bowl games. The fifty eight point win in the national championship game, which I guess is still technically a bowl game right. for these purposes over TCU. And then they follow that up with a 60-point so yeah. win over, it could have been more than over that. Florida State. And yeah, could they, been, they, could, they could have scored 70 easily. I mean, they just sort of – they took a knee there at the end of the game. I mean, they, they did try to score a couple. And, and you they know did what? try to score a couple I, of those I in the don't, second half. I don't, believe, I don't believe that proves anyone right about Florida State's no, I don't either. For the committee. No, I don't or either. For worthiness for the playoff. Because I, I, I've, I've seen people go, well, now clearly the right four teams are in because of look at Florida State. It's like, I, I mean, what we, you know, I, I think we're, we're, using, we're, we're using sort of flimsy evidence to justify yeah. a decision the committee made. And I get why they made it, but it's like, I still, you know, it well, seems to me like the four most deserving teams, you know, the, 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 I stand by. The fairest thing to do would have been to exclude Alabama because you have three undefeated teams and a team that won at at Alabama. Well, it worked out. It ended up working out. Like I said a while ago, the top two seeds are the ones playing for the titles. What do you think of Alabama's uh, near victory over Michigan in the uh, in in Pasadena? Uh, I felt like I felt like they were there. They had it there in the second half is what it looked like. I thought they did. And. uh, um, like boy, I, 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 I did wonder, I, I did text with the boys that, uh, at one point I felt, uh, Alabama's best play other than a fourth and 31 would be punt punt and count on the, the muff because I gave them seven and nearly gave them the game with two different punt returners. Just let it roll into the how end zone. You, how can you feel that Run away? How can you Run try away. backing up to the goal line, trying to catch the ball? It's like, uh. Monty Python. Oh man! Right? Just run, run away! Like I mean, yeah. it's, it's not, no, Un- I, unbelievable. I, I mean, uh, more muffed punts in the last couple of weeks than I than I can in, recall. Inconsistent game from Milrow. Uh, it was all, passing. He 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 was not sharp passing the ball. And again, 
Yes, uh, I, uh, you know, as, as many people have said, gee, uh, it's amazing the difference that a little pressure can make on a quarterback because, man, Michigan came after him last night. He's still, I mean, it, if, you, if you're looking for, and look, Hugh Freeze is upgrading the roster and there's, there's seemingly good news on the horizon there. The, the bad news in the immediate future would be Alabama and Georgia both look like they're bringing back their quarterbacks. Yeah, there'd be a lot of talent. Yeah, you knew and there'd a, be a ton of great, talent and great talent around. Teams. Now, here's the good news: is that in a you know in this in this universe, you can go ten and two. You lose those two and and make the playoff. You know, yeah, with, that's with, true. With, now with the, with the world we got now, uh, but now Alabama and Georgia both looking like they're bringing back uh, two of the top quarterbacks in college football, Beck and Milrow. And yeah, I would just think Milrow after a full because he he didn't get a full season. You know, talk, everything we're saying right. about Peyton Thorne, Milrow didn't have a full season as the starter. Well, he had he, was, he had all but one game. But he, no, but but off off season. I mean, the, the, oh going yeah, into yeah, the he he wasn't the guy. Yeah, Milrow all was, the way coming in this this off season. Milrow will spend as the guy, and they'll they'll tailor the offense around him. And I suspect he'll be very very good next year. All right, we'll get to our bottom of the hour break. Love for you to join in three three four three two one thirteen ninety. That is the Drive Hotline presented by Skybar. And Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Tuesday afternoon. I knew I'd say Monday, at, uh, and I did already. Hopefully I won't do that again. Just got a text from Andy Burcham, voice of the Auburn Tigers. He's been in a staff meeting, or he's finishing up a staff meeting. He'll be checking in with us uh, here shortly. In the meantime, we'd love for you to join in. Give us your thoughts on anything. What You know, right now, you've got – there's so many questions about uh, Auburn football. Um, don't really know – the makeup of the staff. There was there were reports. Was it game day? I guess uh, Saturday. Mac- I think it was McAfee's show. I don't know. Was it was it was it was it on game day or was it on? For some reason, I thought it was on the McAfee show. Um, well, see, done, I'm, I, I, I was in I was in Nashville, so I'm done, not are, watching game day. I don't know. Are, I just know when I started seeing the Charles Kelly stuff. Oh no, I thought you were talking about Herb Street and no, the, the Herb no. Street's remarks from the previous. No, segment. no, I'm talking about Auburn's staff. Okay. Was it? Did Herb Street say something about Auburn staff? No, I'm. I'm I was referring to the thing we were saying about Herb Street and the too many. Bowls. Oh no, 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 no. I was, ta- was, I was talking was about the Auburn coaching staff, the Charles Kelly thing, and the Charles Kelly. You know, was everywhere that Charles Kelly is coming to Auburn, and we still haven't seen any official announcement from Auburn on that. In the meantime, there is uh, Texas A and M. I, I I saw. Well, well, I tell you, what, I'm at the ball game, so I'm just reading reports and tweets and Billy Lucci says uh, and there was congratulations to Texas A&M for bringing Wesley McGriff to Texas A&M has A&M officially introduced crime dog yet I don't don't know that they have that's what's odd because at this time of year you would expect all right go ahead I understand a lot of places are closed for the holidays but today I think everybody's back in the office today Uh, so we don't really know and there's all kinds of rumblings about other changes on the Auburn coaching staff and, I think it was and, Auburn, and all around the country. I th- the best I can tell, I think Auburn undercover was was uh, among the first with the Charles oh, I, Kelly. I know that uh, 
Nathan and uh, I'm and I'm trying. I mean, on three. I mean, there were there were multiple sites that had the Charles Kelly to Auburn is a you know leaving Colorado to come to Auburn, uh, and uh, I've been just waiting for some confirmation on that. Wonder what's going to go on there. And it, was, and it was early yesterday morning. Or no, it was early Sunday morning, New Year's Eve, when Texags had the Wesley McGriff uh, story, and and that's still yeah. That, I think that, I saw that Saturday at the game, and that has not come down as a that has not come down as a uh, uh, you know A and M has not announced anything official. It's still an expected to yeah. uh, move. Well, and, I mean, then I read that, um, but but Hugh Freeze really doesn't doesn't want to lose him and they're they're still talking um and, and that was like over the that was sometime over the weekend so i mean and what's what's odd is that we were talking yeah, and then when charles kelly left alabama for colorado there was a it was strange... like he's leaving no he's not yes he is and then he was gone so maybe the same kind of things going on there charles kelly a native of ozark graduate uh, auburn graduate played under coach die did you know charles kelly florida state in, in did, his, in his no, auburn did not days? okay did not uh, but but has a, a very, very good track record as a recruiter. All right, let's get back to the uh, drive hotline. And as we wait to hear from Andy, we'll talk with Spectre. Hey, Spectre. Hey, guys. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year. Happy New Year, Spectre. Uh, listen, I was on Jacob's show earlier and uh, said quite a bit. Had to take a chill pill. But, uh, <laughs> I will say this. I heard Coach Freeze his post game interview, and he's right. It is his fault, and uh, he needs to do something about it. I understand about the recruiting, and I go along with that. But if he does that, you've got to have a coaching staff that knows what they're doing. If you're not going to be the man, you've got to have a man to take your place. Well, you can't be wishy-washy about it. It's either got to yeah. be, you know, you can't like, well, sometimes I'm going to be involved and other times I'm not. We already went through that with Gus. Is he the right. calling the plays or is he not? Does he have an offensive coordinator? Does he not? You got to you gotta walk the line, right, Spectre? Yep. You know, I told you this before. The only difference between him and his best friend, Gus, is that he's a better recruiter than Gus. He is a very good – he is let, – let, there's no question. Hugh Freeze – is a very good salesman. That's right. Well, with that being said, uh, if he's going back to play calling again, I would not stick with these two coordinators. I'm telling you that right now. I mean, we cannot go another year like this. We're basically going to have the same players with, with the exception of, of, of some freshmen coming in and some, some coming in from the portal. But we cannot go through another year of this. If we come out of there 8-4, and four, I mean, that's an improvement, but it's not what we're looking for. No, but Auburn needs Auburn needs to show some improvement. The the thing that I uh, it, it's 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 really hard for me to um, feel comfortable with the the effort or lack of that we saw in two of the last three games. Uh, I mean, a, after that New Mexico after the New Mexico State game. We heard that'll never happen again. And and, Hugh and Freeze, well, two games later, there it is. Hugh Freeze used a phrase, and um, uh, it was uh, was it it was An- 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 uh, Annalise who wrote uh, in, in the um, you know about Hugh Freeze talked about the disease of me, you know, which is sort of a, a coach speak way to call out a team for selfishness, right uh, there. And I don't know, I don't know specifically 
who he was talking about. But listening to Hugh Freeze in the aftermath of the press conference, yes, some of that is on Hugh Freeze and his assistants to get more out of the players they have. I did feel like we could see another spring where if Hugh Freeze and his assistants don't like the results, there's another portal window and this team could be shopping for yeah. For, for, and again, not that that's not the answer long term. No, I, I understand, but, and I mean, I, and and I don't disagree with a lot of that, but I just think that in the state that we have right now, state of college football and college athletics, uh, if it's going to be extremely difficult to expect any any coach or coaching staff to keep their players engaged when they're not competing for it all, and sometimes even when they are competing for it all. They're more about themselves than they are team. And that's the thing that it's hard to swallow for people who competed years ago or were even fans of teams years ago that saw players buy into the team concept so much more. It's just, it's very difficult now to find quality athletes that believe in that. I mean, you get some of this, well, then I don't care about, you get, you got the people we heard a few years ago that said, I don't care about five stars. I just want players that love Auburn. Well, you get players that love Auburn that aren't very talented, and you're not going to win. But then if you get players that are very talented but don't care about where they are and their team loses a game or two, then they're going to be gone, and and they don't care. So it is it is very, very difficult. And, I don't and when envy you rely, anybody trying to coach in, in this current and state. And when you rely on the portal, uh, you know, as a, as a coach has told me in the past, sometimes you find out why a player is on school number right. three or school number four. And so, no, I, I think that, you know, short term and long term, there are questions. And it's not all about, well, all, you know, all, you know this this group just needs to get better. I, I did leave the bowl game much the same way we were just talking about. Are they going to reevaluate quarterback and, and think that there's a veteran option in the portal that gives them a better chance moving forward than Peyton Thorne? I think they could also be asking the same question on the offensive line after what we saw in the uh, in, in, in the bowl game. Yeah, again, I, again, I do still have that little bit of if if they were weak because they'd had the flu. Now, they would know better than we in the media or anyone as fans would know that. I mean, they're going to get a look at a starting five comprised of guys that were, you know, available in bowl practice and in the bowl game all spring, right? You know, that, that's that's seemingly what they're going to do uh, with the, uh, you know, when, when, when what is it, seven, eight weeks from now when spring practice uh, gets going, yeah, I guess they're, they're, they're going to, you know, they're going to take a look at these guys, but if they don't, uh, you know, if they don't think anyone, you know, if they, if they think there's someone who's not ready for prime time, uh, then well, that's what everybody in the country's doing. So, I mean, that's, what's crazy. Uh, Spectre, go ahead. Well, you know, I've said this before again, that, uh, you got to have the supporting cast, no matter what, who's the quarterback, no matter who's the running back, no matter who the receivers are. If you ain't got that offensive line, you you just cannot hardly do anything. You can see that in the games that we saw over the weekend. Oh, you see it in so many. You see it in so many games, but yeah. but but trying to get trying to get a buy in when that carrot's not out there of hey everything's on the line. I mean, you, you run the risk of seeing what you saw there in that in that in that Georgia Florida State game because Florida State's better. Yeah. Florida State's a better team. They're they're not a they're not a team that that is 60 points worse talent-wise than Georgia. The team that was out there and the, uh, you know, the, the want-to that they had for that was the difference in, in 60 points. But it's, it, it, 
It wasn't a team that if you'd played during the season, if both teams had played during the season when they were unbeaten, that would have been a hell of a ball game. Yeah. Well, I, I said this on Jacob's show. Next spring, if we if we don't get something done and get it done quick, you're going to see some five stars are going to be hitting the, the portal next year. Because they're not going oh, to yeah. put up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look at, look at Texas A&M. Yes. Absolutely. They, they had the greatest recruiting yeah. class ever two years ago. And half those right, guys are gone now. I got to go. Appreciate it, Spectre. Thank you. 334 321 1390. And Brett is up next. Hey, Brett. Hey, Bill. Um, is Dan there, too? I am I am in the house. How you doing? By the way, it's Dan's okay. only day here, so yeah. get your get your calls in I, for Dan. I, I got I got to hit the road. All right, I, Dan. I, I got to hit the road. Uh, tomorrow. I, I just wanted to make sure if I said anything, I wanted to know if Dan was there, too. But um, has anybody. Brought up, I missed the first part of the show, so I'm sorry about that. But uh, anybody brought up the point about Auburn not even coming close to using all of their practices for the bowl game? Not, yeah, not not on our show yet. I've heard that discussed, in, and it was discussed a little bit there in the press box and uh, post game in Nashville as well. Okay, well, on one of the message boards, I'm not going to tell you what my little moniker is, but yeah, I was. Question. I've been questioning it for a couple of weeks because this stuff about, uh, well, it's not that important, hogwash. The reason you practice is to get better. Alabama practiced, Georgia practiced, Maryland practiced. You know, this stuff about Auburn not practicing, I mean, I, I read two weeks ago, might have been three, I, I think what Auburn uh, college teams get what fifteen days to practice. Yes, isn't that right? Fifteen, 15 practices. Practice? Yes. Okay, I, I believe Auburn only took eight or nine. Yeah, I think it was eight. But you know, I think Hugh Freeze felt like this had worked for him in the past. However, this ain't the past. It's not Liberty, and it's not Ole Miss back in the day. It's transfer portal nil time, and and the uh, you know. Nobody, nobody has the patience that they did a few years ago. Yeah. Well, not not only that, Bill, but you know, you listed a bunch of things, and then, you know, you couldn't list them all. But one big thing is Auburn played a lot of young players. I mean, you can't you can't get better if you're not out there doing. It. I mean, it, it was assignment football. I mean, there were plays where we just weren't there. It's not that somebody got blown off the ball or somebody juked them out. Auburn just wasn't there. They weren't there. And to say that we don't need – I don't care who we are, Bill. If if you're going to get better, you practice. Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant might have practiced more than anybody in the world ever. Kobe Bryant showed up before – three hours before practice – and he picked the 12th man on the team so the, it, the guy was long enough, quick enough, could jump high enough to contest 500 shots a day. If the belief, Brett, if the belief was, and I, I would love for Hugh Freeze to, to answer this sort of you know, more directly, but like if the belief was that Auburn didn't need the extra practices, you know, going out there and getting beaten 21 nothing in the first quarter – in the first ha- in in the first ten minutes, yeah, I mean to, to be to be ambushed in the first ten minutes would sort of blow that theory 
uh, apart. So I'd be interested to know, yeah, what what the benefit was of not utilizing. Because I agree with you. I mean, the, the, to me, and, and I said this before, and I say it, I say it often when Auburn's got a bowl game. Brett, win or lose, if you have a couple of guys who didn't get a lot of playing time who are getting their first taste of serious playing time in the bowl game, who factor into your long-term plans. I mean, if you get a couple of guys like that, that's a positive experience, even if the bowl game doesn't necessarily go your way. But you're right. It does seem like practice would be the best way to uh, prepare players like that for an opponent like Maryland. Well, yeah. I mean, la- I mean I'm, I know you're tired of me saying but, but- Practice is good always. If they allow 16 practices, try for 17 and see if you can get by with it. But um, the last thing, for a couple of weeks now, I've been hinting that I cannot believe Auburn's not going to get a quarterback in the portal. This talk about, well, second year in the system, Jaden Daniels, uh, Joe Burrow, and Michael Penix, Bo Nix, our quarterback isn't near as good as any of them were in their first year. Let me ask you this, Brett. I mean, no, no, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue. I'm not arguing this point. But now everybody it's like everybody's pushing their chips in on Caden Salter. I watched a little of that game yesterday, and here's a guy whose numbers at Liberty weren't as good as Peyton Thorne's at Michigan State. I, I just I just I wonder, you know, what the what the realistic expectations should be. I agree, Bill, and you know what? I, I, I'm not even here to tell you I know who Auburn should have gotten, but I tell you this. K.J. Jefferson is a better quarterback than Peyton Thorne, and he has proved it in SEC competition. ESPN 106.7 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. I thought we were about out of time, and we are for hour number one. Bill and Dan, again, Dan, gone for the rest of the week, so one more hour of Dan Maybe Andy Bertram reschedules. Staff meeting popped yeah, up. Yeah, staff meeting came up. Uh, we've got Jake Crane who will be joining us at the bottom of the hour. We'd love to hear from you as we head into hour number two here on the Tuesday Drive. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome into hour number two of the Tuesday Drive. Again, Happy New Year. I heard some discussion on that earlier today. How long do you say Happy New Year? Statute of Statute of New Year limitations. Yeah. What do you do? First week? Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe that's, the... that's about it. That uh, that I would think. I, I mean, of course, say... when you haven't seen anybody since the prior year, you know, maybe you say Jan- Happy New January Year. January eighth, maybe, is when New Year. You know, when you're more than a week away from the from New Year's Day, possibly. I don't. I don't know. Maybe all January. I don't. You know, we'll ask Andy. Like I, I that's feel right. Like, the all-knowing Andy Bertram will be uh, joining us here momentarily. Yeah, and he, and he probably, I would imagine, works a New Year's, a Happy New Year into into this broadcast, the one that he's got coming up uh, uh, tonight. I yeah, I would sure think so. In his in his uh, 
pregame comments. Maybe it's a little maybe, coming up for for late night basketball tonight. Maybe Bud Walton on Saturday a little late for a for, for a happy New Year, but that does welcome in a a you know the the new year of conference play. You got that the, that is a, a, absolutely play. right. And what a and what a start to conference play that's going to be you know this Saturday. Andy's going to see with uh, assuming he goes to uh, uh to to Bud Walton for uh, uh for Auburn's uh, Auburn's SEC opener against the uh, against the Razorbacks. I, I think he's planning I on th- that. I suspect, yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's used to if he's not. Well, I didn't want, I I didn't mean, want to. You're know, going on the road this I, week. Andy's going to be going on the road. Let's go ahead and welcome in our <laughs> good friend, the voice of the Auburn Tigers, Andy Burcham. Andy, I was, I was, I was a little disappointed after Paul said that you and you, you'd be out there line dancing. I expected to see you and Jan out there at the Wild Horse the other night. How are you doing, man? Well, Paul was a liar about that, Bill, <laughs> right off the bat. Um, I, I had a feeling that that wasn't going to wasn't going to be the case. There was sure a packed crowd there, though. That was that was fun. It, it was it was a wonderful event. And by the way, happy New Year, guys. Yeah, happy New Year. Uh, happy New Year, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> we're in the statute uh, of that. Oh, good. We're we're in the limitations. That's good. I, I'm with you guys. I I might do it for a couple of weeks, especially if it's someone that I haven't seen in yeah. quite some time, like Chuck Barrett, who's the play-by-play guy for Arkansas. I think I'll say Happy New Year to him on uh, on Saturday, but. Uh, uh, the, the 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 night before event was a terrific event at the Wild Horse Saloon. It was a great crowd, mm-hmm. really neat venue. Got to talk with the guys that were that were the, the the keynote band that night as well. They played before Tiger Talk and after. We were backstage with them and you know rubbing elbows with the celebrities there. Man, you should have seen if you could like uh, you know joined in for a song or something. You're right. You got have. now that, that, seriously, Dan. Andy's got a I, Andy's I, got a great voice. I'd have fit in real well with that bunch, wouldn't I? <laughs> well, they, they, I bet they could play just about anything. They were they were they, pretty they, talented, and, and they did, and they did. I mean, it was it was old country, new country, '90s country, and they were really good. And they could rock too. Listen, those those guys have to be good to play in that venue. And I, you know, there are a ton of those there in Nashville. But they did a great job. It was a disappointing day on Saturday, all the way around. Um, no question about that. And and now. Auburn football gets ready for the offseason, and yeah, there are probably a couple of questions going into it now Whew, as a result yeah. of that game on Saturday. And uh, you, you get ready to, to bring in a lot of young players that will be on campus. If they weren't already, some already did practice uh, with the team, but now they, they practice in earnest and go through winter workouts and, and get ready for spring football coming up. Yeah, Hugh Freeze talked about the plan, uh, you know, the d- different different things that, that they wanted to accomplish when when bowl practice before the bowl game, you know, when, when bowl practice was getting started, that that press conference where he talked about their their commitment to uh, Peyton Thorne and watching the first quarter of the bowl game, Andy, I was thinking about was it Mike Tyson, right? That everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Like now, I wonder, I, I wonder if you know some of those plans are under uh, you know, under, under a little bit more scrutiny uh, th- than they were well, uh, a couple of weeks ago. They may be under scrutiny. I've not heard that the plans have changed. Uh, at this point, and I can understand. I can understand the, the questions that surround it because, from an offensive standpoint, there there just wasn't a whole lot of, you know, good things to talk about for Auburn on Saturday. I thought the defense, after the first quarter, played really well in the game. I thought the defense actually gave Auburn an opportunity, and when Auburn cut the lead to twenty-one to seven, and then when Auburn was going to get the ball to open up the second half, oddly to say. And who knows? But the the field goal by Maryland right at the end of the first half, I thought mm-hmm. was a dagger. It was for Auburn. It was just a dagger, and you know it came after a 
a non-hold of a face mask that would have taken Maryland out of field goal range. But, you know, listen, it was it – was, Maryland played well. They played well with two backup quarterbacks. Uh, hats off to those guys. They were, they were ready to play and played very well, and Auburn didn't. Auburn just didn't play well on Saturday, and that's, that's certainly not the way you want to end the season. No, and, and we, we were talking about that a little bit in the first hour. It's, it's not something that is uh, exclusive to Auburn, and it's something uh, we, we, we mentioned some of the comments that Kirk Herbstreet had and some folks now that we're going to a 12-team playoff. You really wonder, uh, I mean, the expectation that coaches are going to be able to get their teams – to, to really compete and play, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a minor miracle when they do, when there's not that much really on the line for them, especially in these days of the, the opt-outs and the transfer portal and, and everything that we have going. And I don't know what the answer is for that, Bill, with regard to the opt-outs, with regard to the, the, the bowl games outside what will be the 12-team playoff uh, next year. Um, and there are some teams that embrace it and play well, and then there are some teams that, and this year, just have not played well in their bowl game. And the, the bowl trip itself, or the bowl game itself, leaves a bit of a sour taste in your mouth, and, and perhaps Auburn can use that to its advantage moving forward at this point. We'll, we'll find out. I mean, it's going to be a very, it's, it's an incredibly important offseason and spring practice for Auburn, because... Auburn should be better from a personnel standpoint in 2024 than it was in 2023. Now, a lot of that talent is young. A lot of that mm-hmm. talent is true freshmen coming in. And fortunately for Auburn, most of those uh, will be coming in and will be going through spring practice. Peyton Thorne will be going through his first spring practice at Auburn. Ryan, mind you, you know, he wasn't here during spring last year. Uh, he was, you know, he, he didn't get in until June, I guess, May or June before he came in. So that should help Peyton. Uh, let's hope it helps Peyton uh, at the quarterback spot. So uh, there's there's a lot of questions going into this offseason for Auburn football. Yeah, going to be uh, folks watching very, very closely. Uh, but uh, it, it will be – it'll be fun to watch the youngsters compete and, uh, you know, see if – um, how they can fill some of the holes. Boy, one place where I'm concerned, really concerned for, I mean, there, there are quite a few, but the defensive front, um, you just, you know, without, I thought without Marcus, uh, it, it was really tough. And you, you're right, they did compete defensively much better after early on, but uh, they've, they've got to they've find some answers. And, you know, maybe some young guys are going to be thrown in there even more quickly than you would like to try to find answers there up front. I don't think there's any question about that, Bill, and who knows what the transfer portal mm-hmm. will bring for Auburn because I, th- I don't think Auburn's done with regard to the transfer portal. And up front, defensively, I think is one of those areas that if Auburn does choose, it can, it can certainly use some help up there with some more mature players up front. So that's going to be very interesting to see what happens uh, in the next few weeks. And then, you know, there's a transfer portal period after spring practice as well. Uh, I mean, Marcus Harris was a transfer portal guy. Right. Coming in from Kansas. And, and I thought just, I thought he was one of the really great stories for the Auburn football team this year. Because that was a big question mark going in. Not, not can Auburn put pressure on the quarterback? Can Auburn stop the run 
Mm-hmm. And I thought Marcus Harris was very good at both of those things. When when an interior defensive lineman leads your squad in tackles for loss and sacks, and they weren't you know just minuscule numbers, he had a really good year. I think it, it goes to show just kind of the year that the Marcus Harris had for Auburn. And I think Auburn missed him in the bowl game, no question. Yeah, absolutely. Talking with Andy Burcham, voice of the Auburn Tigers. Football, at least as far as uh, on the field, is done until spring practice. Yes, there obviously will be more recruiting and transfer portal news that and coaching news um, that, that we, we will be uh, following and keeping up with. But basketball, we're just about ready for conference play to get underway. Auburn has their final non-conference game tonight in an 8 o'clock tip over at Neville Arena against Penn, a team that uh, – uh, is, is one of those kinds of teams that can drive you crazy uh, because they, boy, Auburn, Andy likes to, they like to get up and down the court, and Penn's not known for that. Well, this Penn program has been, the, and listen, I, I know of late we've seen how well Harvard has played, and with Pete Grill, we mm-hmm. saw how well Princeton played. But this has been traditionally the top team in the Ivy League. They've gone to 24 NCAA tournaments, which is remarkable. Now, granted, they play in the Ivy League, and it's a, it, you know they don't play in the Southeastern Conference or the ACC. But this team has a great history, including one of Auburn's assistant coaches, Ira Bowman, who right. was a star at at uh, at Penn, the 1996 Ivy League Player of the Year. He played on three teams that went undefeated in Ivy League play. So, I mean, he knows about that history. Uh, it is a team that is eight and six. It was drilled by Houston on Saturday, and in that game, they lost their top scorer in Clark Slackert, who is a three-point gunner. Their their number two guy, as far as assists are concerned, he rolled his ankle in the first ten minutes of that game, and was never really a factor. I don't know if he will play tonight. Uh, apparently, it was a it was a pretty good ankle roll, and and we don't know. If he'll play their game notes, as a matter of fact, says he won't, but we'll wait and see before, uh, you know, as, as, and I'm at, at the arena, we'll wait and see if, if he's out and, and warming up. I guarantee you Auburn has prepared as if Clark Slacker sure. is playing, but this is a really good three point shooting team. Even without Slacker, um, they are, they're not nearly as deep as Auburn. Uh, they're not as athletic as Auburn, but they're probably better athletically than you would guess. But I think Auburn's athleticism and depth really could play a huge factor in tonight's game. And let's be honest, guys, this is the tune-up. As, as, as Dan mentioned, this is the tune-up for the Southeastern Conference. You go on, I mean, you jump in the deep end in the SEC when you open SEC play for Auburn at Arkansas Saturday at 1 o'clock. Yeah, I, I think it's important to remember, looking past Penn a little bit, I think it's important to remember, like, in this, this SEC feels like one – where like I don't know if the I don't know if the bottom has ever like I don't know if the top tier is is usually this big when you think about Tennessee and Alabama and Kentucky and A and Auburn obviously Ole Miss is undefeated <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean so I mean this, this is it's going to be a, a battle royal uh, every week and yeah you're like like well, you said Andy Auburn jumps into it with 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 Arkansas and A and M starting things off well take a look at Joe Lenardi's way early. Uh, picks Joey Brackett's right now and he has the SEC with nine teams in the NCAA tournament right now 
more than any other conference in the league, more than the ACC, more than the Big Ten, more than the Big 12, more than the Pac-12 at this point, the SEC. And I think that shows you that's at least an example of, of how rugged the Southeastern Conference is and how much since that one year where the, the SEC was just not a non-factor in the NCAA tournament and the league made a concerted effort at that point to bolster its resume with regard to its schedule and its teams. And, buddy, they have responded to that, haven't they? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's a it's a different league, and the the resumes of the coaches, as far as what they'd accomplished before coming to the SEC, absolutely. around the league, it's uh, it's striking. Something else that's uh, that, that's striking, Andy. I, I would think this last month has been the best of Jalen Williams's career. And yeah, just just I think what, that's safe to say. Yeah. What yeah. What, what have yeah. you What have you seen out out of a guy well, who's you know deep into uh, in his basketball career is uh, is is seemingly taking things to a new level. Well, his athleticism and his basketball talent has always been there. But what he has done is he has put, he has put it together game after game after game uh, this in the, in the month of December. And he is becoming, or has become, maybe I should put it that way, he has become the type of offensive threat that Auburn has been looking for or looking from for, for J-Will for quite some time. And, you know, listen, the game he had against Chattanooga and Auburn was clearly the better team, especially on the inside than the mocks. But he was nine for nine in the game. He was one basket and one attempt away from tying Charles Barkley's record for best field goal percentage in an Auburn game. And, and he and Janai Broom collectively went 18 for 21 on Saturday night here at, at Neville Arena. And if, if that continues for Auburn, it bodes well, obviously. That's the, that's the stupid statement for me of, of many. But that, that's the easy one. I mean, if, if that continues for Auburn, watch out in the Southeastern Conference. Well, what's, what's uh, been so fun to watch with this team, Andy, is um, different. so many different players have yeah. the capability of, you know, putting up 15 to 20 points and um, a player or two may not have a great night statistically, but as long as they don't turn the ball over and they, they continue playing the defense the way they are, somebody else is stepping up and having big games. And that's, that's what makes this team, I think, so dangerous. Well, Auburn doesn't turn the ball over often. Uh, you can, uh, the Alabama state game was an outlier for Auburn, but Auburn has four games this year in which they've, they have not recorded double-digit turnovers this season. And we, we've talked a little bit about it in the past, the play of Aiden Holloway and Trey and, 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 and Trey Donaldson at the point. And when they go from one to the other, there's no drop-off. You know, they're different styles of players, but they're both very effective. And they're both, you know, they, they can do different things from an offensive standpoint. And you can say that really about Auburn's second five, that second wave that comes in, Bill. I mean, there's, there's no drop-off with that group. And, and you're, Auburn's going to need that come Southeastern Conference play uh, because there, there are going to be some nights where – nights or days where, where, you know, somebody's had an off day. But when you have that kind of depth, or heaven forbid, there's that injury that keeps one of the guys mm. out – but when you have that depth, the, the drop-off isn't nearly as much 
as it has been in years past. No, and then, then you, you see the athleticism of, of Cheney. Dylan has really stepped up and improved his game. We talk, you know, you talk about Jalen, uh, who's been around for a long time. Dylan's game much improved. He's much better offensively, but then the the electricity that that KD and CBM bring when they come in. I mean, that's uh, uh, it, it, it's got to be very difficult for teams to prepare for. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you. I, I I agree with you, and I hope it is because uh, with Caldwell on the inside and Chad Baker Mazzara and the the effort and the energy of a KD of a KD Johnson. And then Trey Donaldson adds to that as oh, yeah. well, out on the out on the perimeter, and the, the, how well he gets out and runs uh, with this team. Uh, it's it's a fun bunch to watch, and when that second group comes in, at times it's funner to watch that team play than the guys that started the ball game for this Auburn team. And that, to me, overall, that I I, I look forward to, to tonight. I look forward to this final conference game, uh, not final non-conference game for Auburn. And then I really look forward to the start of Southeastern Conference play on Saturday. Yeah, no question. I think folks are really, really excited. I know that uh, all the students aren't back, but still, you know, hopefully a great crowd over there for the uh, for the eight o'clock start tonight. Yeah, eight o'clock tonight. It's eight o'clock next Tuesday as well. When, uh, as Dan mentioned, when A and M comes to town for the SEC home opener for the Tigers. So yeah, and that's uh, tough. That's the night game. before. That'll be great student wise, but for some of us, that's tough because it's night before classes start. Yeah, you're right. Well, sometimes you just gotta you gotta do what you gotta do, Bill. I hear you. I hear you. So is <laughs> you got is is, uh, is Sonny back with you tonight? Sonny's back with us. He he has not felt well the last couple right. of games. That's, so uh, well, tell tell him I'm tell him I'm thinking about him. I I uh, uh, I called and, and missed him the other day. Just uh, I was thinking about him. So let him know. Yeah, I I, was, I will certainly do that. He came into the last home game for Auburn and and he he literally could not speak. Mm-hmm. And then he was not feeling well last week uh, for the for the game last Saturday. So so Randall filled in for him, but uh, we expect that Sonny to have we expect Sonny to be back with us tonight. Brad will be our host, so it's the, the regular home crew tonight, starting at seven thirty. Love, love hearing love hearing that uh, the coach is back. And, and Andy, before we let you go, got to mention uh, you, you met my dad uh, up in uh, up in I Nashville at, at the Wild Horse. Yeah, yeah, we were we were done with the show and walking. I was walking off the walking backstage and a gentleman came up and and uh, and identified himself as your father and i could see the resemblance but uh, it was it was a pleasure to get to meet your father dan and oh, boy it, it that is a cool venue I mean, it's three stories mm-hmm. there were and there were there were auburn there people, were people hanging over. out of the rafters yeah yeah exactly exactly but it, it was it was nice to meet your father dan andy great uh spending a little time with you uh appreciate you um rearranging the schedule and, and getting with us. Looking forward to the broadcast this evening and and uh, have a good trip to Fayetteville this weekend. See you around, Andy. Thank you. Guys, on, on Thursday, we'll be back here for Tiger Talk. We're going to do Tiger Talk prior to the Auburn women's game. They open SEC play against Tennessee. Man, on, they're hot, too. Saturday no night. kidding. Yeah, this Auburn team has won eight in a row going into conference play. Coach Pearl will join us. We'll also talk some track and field with Leroy Burrell as they get ready to face Alabama in a dual meet that honors uh, the great Harvey Glantz, who played and coached at Auburn. He coached at Alabama. Mm-hmm. So they're getting ready for an indoor dual meet. And Leroy's going to talk about that and his indoor season coming up Thursday night at 6 on Tiger Talk. That is great. Looking forward to that. And that, of course, along with the game, 
on Wings 94.3. Charlie, Charlie Cream's got uh, he's got Auburn just outside his women's NCAA tournament right now. They're on the bubble right now. Uh, yeah. Coach uh, Coach Jay's got them uh, playing really uh, really really quality basketball. Coach, uh, in, and, in, indeed. And now and they're just like I mean, listen, Auburn goes to Arkansas to open the men's schedule. The women get <laughs> Tennessee at home. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, that's right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to, to the welcome SEC. to conference. That's right. That's right. Thanks a lot, Andy. Take care. My pleasure, guys. Have a great day. Andy Bertram, voice of the Tigers, joining us as he does on Tuesdays. We need to get to our first break of hour number two here on the Tuesday Drive. Chandler here from University of and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Tuesday afternoon. 525, hour number two of the drive, brought to you as usual by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. Let's get back to the uh, drive hotline presented by Skybar. And John is up next. Hey, John. Hey, guys, I just had a couple, two or three thoughts, and I'd love to get you guys' feedback. I heard the one caller talking about practice. And, you know, we've heard this for years, but I seem to recall in 2012 Auburn didn't make a bowl game, and they played for a national championship the following season. I've yet to hear anyone say, you know what, if they played a bowl game in December 2012, they would have beaten Florida State in a national championship game. So I'm not sure about this practice talk. Never, AJ, you, you, qu- you never know. Huh? You never know, John. I mean, I, I've never heard anyone say that. No, I hadn't you, either. You may be right. You may be right. But I, I saw one story by Dan Woken in USA Today, and he was talking about bowl games. And he essentially talked about the benefits of bowl games. And he asked the question, essentially, is it worth it anymore when you're showing up with little more than half a functional uh, coaching staff and football team and a coaching staff that's mentally checked out? Kind of the one question I had is your players are just not interested in playing and your coaches have higher priorities. Do you just have to go to bowl games, everything else be damned? Or is there not a point when you, when you, uh, it's a prudent question to ask, is this really worth our time and efforts? Because if, if Auburn sat out and Florida State stayed home, what would have really been lost? Now you're right. You're right. I mean, I've thought about this and I've heard different people speculate. What could you do? Could we make things um, perhaps uh, if you want it to be sort of a reward, have it carry over to the next year and allow those teams to play uh, a pre a preseason game and get extra practice? Then I, I don't I don't know how you would be able to try to get something. What could you really do to get something out of it, but still try to give what the networks want? They want. They, they, you know, they want inventory. Now here, now here's the, if, if players opting out is the crisis that people say it is, then then the players need to start being paid an appearance fee for the bowl games. Like, yes. I do feel that way about like if it's or NIL needs to be tied to you know no because you 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 finish you finish the season. But I but I would much rather players receive something extra rather than have something taken away because they didn't play in the bowl Well, game. that's right. I, mean, I guess the bowl game's the not on your regular season like, schedule like I, anyway. I, I, I would say of the two, I'd rather see – but but I don't know if that necessarily solves all the problems yeah, that know. we're talking about there because players going into the portal or going into um, in, in, you know, into the draft, you know that, that may not be enough to get them to participate. 
Well, just two other thoughts. Honestly, if the ball system collapsed, would it matter? Honestly, would most, no. One other thought. Wouldn't right. to me, but. Danny, it wouldn't to me. Let him die. But Danny Cannell made an interesting point I thought I liked, and I'd love to give you guys feedback. He said, um, you know, why not, if we've got to have these bowl games, why not play them in week zero or week one and just reserve the entire postseason for Yeah, that's what I was. Ball. that's what I was just saying. Do it, have preseason type bowls. Instead of the the postseason, better. yeah. I mean, okay, I then know. all you'd have in the postseason would be the games that matter for the for the yeah. title. And, and I know college football is different than the NFL and and professional sports, but the, but there's a reason they don't take the NFL teams that didn't make the playoffs and say, all right, now you guys play, go play, go play a game for us, right? Like get out there and you know the twenty fourth and no, you're right, twenty fourth and twenty eighth because nobody cares. Yeah. And, Thank you. And, yeah. Appreciate it, guys. Appreciate it, John. Let's get back to the phones. Again, we're going to have uh, Kurt, uh, uh, Jake Crane's going to be joining us here in just a little while. Uh, but let's get to Tex before we get to our bottom of the hour break. Hey, Tex. Hey, guys. How are y'all doing today? Dan, congratulations on working one day this week. Oh, that, 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 <laughs> yeah, thank it's you, a tough Tex. gig, man. <laughs> Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Tex. Happy New Year. Hey, you want? I need to. I need to. I mean, we had a week. We had a week, a little, little more than a week off. So, I mean, what, what? You know, you can't expect much more. You got to ease back I into know. things. I need some, somebody to negotiate my nil deal because I <laughs> today was like tough. Yeah. Uh, anyway, a couple things. Number one, uh, I guess I, I and I know I grew up in a different era, but if you're keeping score, you got to play hard. And I'm about to walk into a facility and play pickleball for three hours. And I'm not going to just say, oh, I'm tired and I hadn't practiced enough. I'm going to bust my butt to win every time I'm on the court playing the game. So I don't really understand the an attitude that I, – I saw some lack of effort on in, in our game. I saw receivers that don't attack the ball. I saw some guys that were kind of not really diving – uh, they were diving for tackles instead of trying to tackle somebody. Uh, I, and that a lot of that could be the illness. I'm, and, and if that's the case, so be it. But to me, if you're keeping score, it matters. Cause it somebody should. Wins, somebody loses. It should. But, but I if, mean. If I'm playing cards, I want to win. I don't care. Not I to... don't understand why you're not a competitor. If you're at that level and your desire is to go on and play at the next level, if you don't compete at the next level, you know what happens, right? They bring somebody in on Monday into the into the into the facility, and you're gone on Tuesday. If they think that person can play as well as you do, well, forget about the next level, Tex. I mean, a lot of, a lot of these guys, uh, and and I, you know, I'm I really am hesitant to to point to effort, you know, individually. You know what I mean? And say, oh yeah, this this, but but. Uh, if you want to be on next year's team at this level, like you got, you know, and you want to factor in, if you want to play more than you did in, in 2023, the bowl game is a chance to, uh, to, to, to show why you should be on the field. And it's a terrible spot. If you want to be on the field next year, it's a terrible time to, uh, to, to have a, uh, to, to have lack of effort, uh, pop up or, or mental mistakes or, or things that, would make the coaches think they need to go find someone else uh, when, when the when, when the when the shopping market opens. No, well, in my business, I have to wake up and compete every single day. If I don't, I lose, and I can't afford to lose because I get paid 
because I compete and I'm good at what I do. So that's that. The other thing about bowl games, here's been my idea for a while. I understand that bowl games don't really mean anything. I would much rather them only play a 32-team playoff and then take everybody else and let you schedule spring games home and away with someone that you would never really play, which gives you the opportunity then to go other places, your fan base to travel and go there, and you put on a spring game where, say, you know, your first team plays the first quarter and a half. Then your second team plays the, the next uh, quarter and a half, and then the rest of you guys play the fourth quarter. That's what I'd like to see. I would much rather see that than what, what a regular traditional own-no oh, spring game, you know, where they're not really touching each other. They're blowing the whistle before the ball leaves the quarterback's hands. Just go play in the spring. So yeah, raise money and give it to charity. Do something with it. Well, we've wondered we've All wondered right. the appetite for like within within programs, the appetite for like you know, program versus program competition in spring games versus just sort of the exhibition you have with with your first team versus your second team. And you know, I think coaches like the control of knowing, you know, everyone on the field plays mm-hmm. for them and right. and so like but I, I do I am swayed by the yeah, more of these bowl games should just pivot to being the kickoff game. Like, yeah. you know, and, and whether it's in a neutral site or whether it's a home-and-home home series, slap your corporate you know, branding and make it an argument for, you know, like what, like do all that as the, as the first game. Auburn-Maryland of- would have been a lot more interesting as the opening game next year than, than the last game this year. Sure, and if you pull one of the out of conference, it's like, oh, here's what you've earned yeah. for next year. You 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 get an extra game that you're going to get to play. Oh, so you're you're thinking make it a thirteenth game yeah. in week zero, which is which is fine. I I would even you know I I'd say start start leaving room in the schedule. Maybe only schedule twelve. You know, only schedule well, eleven. Maybe do then, that. That I think it would instead of adding a thirteenth, just say okay. Well, of course, there's so much money you lose if you only have eleven game schedule. Though. No, but then and but then that's the that, be, that's yeah. the incentive. You, well, you win enough, you, you become well, no, eligible. And if, and if you don't, there will be teams looking for a 12th game. Like, there would be, you know what I mean? Like, if you don't, right now you could still schedule home game number 12 true. against, uh, you know, against a, a team somewhere. So, no, I, I think that's a, that's probably a better system than certainly when we get to a 12 team and, and the playoffs. Oh, no kidding. Playoffs only going to grow. You know, when we get to 12 or more, you know, these these bowl games are just going to be an extra appendage. Yep. We need to get to our bottom of the hour break. Uh, great call, Tex. Well, just Russell Building Supply is your hometown home improvement store. You'll find what you need when you need it. And as a 390, toll free at 888-382-7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Tuesday. Bill and Dan here in the studio, Drew at the controls. And we're going to head to the uh, drive hotline presented by Skybar. And welcome in our good friend from Crane and Company, Jake Crane, joining us. Happy New Year, Jake. Hey, guys. Happy New Year. I uh, hope everybody had a safe holiday and uh, looking forward, hopefully, to a uh, very productive 2024. Yeah, that would be nice. Uh, looking forward to that. Boy, what a uh, what a way to ring in the new year yesterday um, that, that you had two semifinal games that came down to the last play. It was just a, that was uh, some great, great to watch a little late, but great to watch. 
Yeah, look, I mean, I, I can sit here and argue with you on, on why we play these games on Monday and then the national championship game on Monday. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of that. But as far as the games delivering, I mean, there were two great games, and they were great in totally different ways. So you got, like, both ends of the spectrum, kind of a low-scoring, more downhill-style game, and then obviously Texas-Washington, a lot more big plays, a lot more offense, a lot more tempo. So regardless of what your favorite style of football was, you got a little bit of your favorite yesterday, which is, you know, a great thing, even though, again, you know where I stand on the whole Florida State situation. And and now, I mean, I, I guess we, we have to ask your – I mean, you got time before the game actually happens, but uh, uh, Michigan-Washington, uh, Michigan, what, what are you thinking, Jake? Man, I, you know, stylistically, you know, the teams are so different. I, I think Michigan – I said on the show today, I think Michigan is the most physical finesse team, or excuse me, Washington is the most physical finesse team uh, that I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but I look at Michigan, I look at this new clock rule, uh, I think Michigan can run the ball on Washington. I think they can kind of play a game of keep away if they're able to get up early, especially, and limit the amount of possessions that Michael Penix and, and Rome and McMillan and Polk and those guys have. Because look, you're not going to just shut them out. They're going to score. The goal is to try and limit their possessions, make them almost have to be perfect. Uh, and I think that kind of plays into what Michigan wants to do. But uh, I tell you what, I, I was surprised that Michigan didn't run the ball more in the first half against Alabama as, as much as it was working. So I, I like Michigan. Yeah, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a really, really interesting game. I mean, you you had you had situations yesterday where you're going, what is going on? I mean, the the twists, the turns. And uh, hey, Auburn fans aren't the only ones now that uh, that wonder what's going on when when a punt is in the air. Uh, there there were more muffs yesterday than I'd seen, you know, in 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 seasons. It seemed like I didn't know what you know what was going on in either of those ball games with people trying to uh, field punts. Well, look, I mean, I think especially in the Alabama Michigan game, this this team looked a little nervous, right? And, and there was a lot of experience. On both sides, especially Michigan. But, yeah, it just goes to show you, I mean, in big games, it's the little things. I mean, typically these style games against elite teams like these come down to three to five plays. It really comes down to who's going to make the mistakes because, in reality, most teams lose games. They don't win them. We saw Georgia do that against Alabama, turn the ball over late in their own territory. Uh, you saw Michigan basically spot Alabama 11 points mm -hmm. after that muff punt return, uh, the missed extra point, and the missed field goal. So, uh, in, in games that are going to be really, really tight, typically those mistakes cost you. But yesterday, Washington fumbled a punt, still won. Uh, Michigan fumbled a punt, still won. So uh, even though they had those struggles, they were able to overcome it. Yeah, so I, I, guess, I guess we need to get your thoughts on, uh, on what we saw. Unfortunately for some of us, live. No, no, no we're going into a tunnel, Jack. Yeah, no. Sorry, we can't talk <laughs> Golly. Do we have to? Man, for the second time in three games, uh, Auburn just didn't show up. Uh, up there in Nashville against Maryland. Yeah, I, it, that was the most shocking part. You know, if if Maryland would have came out and, and you know, just played a perfect game and, and Auburn just couldn't catch a single break, that's one thing. But it looked to me like Maryland wanted to be there and Auburn just thought they could roll their helmet out because little two is not playing, their starting tight end's not playing, uh, and Auburn has a lot of guys returning that are going to play. And it was the total opposite. Uh, that was the most surprising part. It's one thing to play bad. It's another thing to, to not look like you want to be there. And it's not everybody. But I think part of the process is, is trimming the fat of the, the guys in that locker room 
that aren't going to be, you know, help put the team in situations where they can thrive and this isn't a problem. I think you saw some comments from players after the game about it. So, yeah, it was disappointing. Uh, you know, I, I think with Peyton Thorne, you know, there's still a lot more questions than, than there are answers. I, I, obviously, that's not a settled product yet, but, uh, you know, I think Auburn's got to find a way to maybe get Caden Salter, something I talked about on this show a couple months ago. So I, I think there's some questions, but the talent's coming in, and it takes some time to trim the fat. Yeah, I mean, there there are questions after the bowl game. There are questions at, I mean, virtually every position group, right? I mean, you came away from the bowl game thinking, I mean, we'll see. I mean, even places that you didn't wonder about, like running back. I mean, we'll see what happens as far as who's back and who isn't. But, I mean, Auburn wasn't an overwhelming uh, run, running attack by any means against against Maryland either. And some of that... Some of that is obviously because of the defense's ability to play the passing game, Jake. But it, I mean, do you expect, you know, the, the portal is the portal's still open for a couple more days. There's another portal period in, in the spring. Do, do you do you think Auburn could be looking, you know, after the, the bowl game at, uh, at, at maybe needing to bring in more players than they, they initially thought? Yeah, I, I mean, I think if there's a good enough player out there that can help the roster, you you got to go get them. Now, if we want to get into specifics, if we're just talking about quarterback, I think if you're gonna get a, if you're gonna go get a guy, go get a guy that you think's better. Don't just go get one to get one. No, you'd better um, get somebody you think is better because you're gonna lose somebody most likely if the opportunity is there for them to get in the portal when they find out. No, without a doubt. I mean, that's just the domino effect that happens nowadays. It's, it's 2024 now, not even 2023. But, yeah, I mean, if there's a guy out there that's worth it to go get, then go get him. But if not, don't go get a guy to just go get a guy. But as far as in generalities, at every position across the board, if there's somebody out there that hops in that can help you, you know, we just saw a five former five-star offensive lineman, freshman from LSU, uh, Lance Hurd, hop in the portal today. I mean, that, those guys are – it's like finding gold. Uh, if you're able to get one of those guys. So any any upgrade at any position you're going to take as you try and build this roster, if it's the right guy, uh, to be able to make you that much more competitive going into next year. And the thing people need to keep in mind <clears throat> is even though the portal was supposedly closing today, it's five days after a team participates in its last game, the bowl game. So uh, you can still see players that played yesterday entering the portal all the way through Saturday. Yeah, look, at this point, if you're shocked by anything in the transfer portal, then I, I don't know where you've been because it's just it's just shocking, breaking news every time there's a chance. Uh, so, yeah, n- nothing surprises me anymore. No player hopping into the transfer portal surprises me anymore. Uh, so, yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked either way to see somebody make a move late, uh, you know, especially if somebody's coming off a bad performance and, you know, maybe there's still some questions at important positions. Uh, I think you may see a couple more dominoes fall in the next couple of days. Right, and Bill mentioned earlier in the show, Jake. Like I, I kind of thought, especially knowing that Maryland was going into the game with with reserves at some key spots, I thought it might be a chance for Auburn's front seven defensively to flex their muscles and show that there are some pieces to be excited about going into next year. And I don't want to write, I don't want to write off the whole group or anything because there were some players in their first year with the team. Uh, Falk is a, a freshman that everybody wanted but you know it does you know I, I do wonder how much work needs to be done as far as bringing in reinforcements defensively especially on the defensive line and at linebacker 
Well, look, after that performance, I mean, everybody played bad. I don't know a position group that played good. Uh, that, that was what made it so bad is that You're everybody right. played bad. Um, so, look, I, I think it's I, – I think, and again, a lot of teams are at this point. You're almost always at this point. If there's a player out there – and with Auburn, there's a lot of position groups open. So it's kind of a luxury to have, to be honest with you, at the end of the day. If there's a player out there that's going to make you better and he fits what you're trying to do, yeah, go get him. I, I, I just think Auburn has more – availability to go get guys and, and more true playing time opportunities for guys maybe coming up. I saw South Alabama had an all-conference safety that hopped in the portal earlier today, I believe. I mean, again, if, if there's guys out there that can supplement your roster and get you that much further ahead, I think there's a lot of possibilities on a lot of position groups where Auburn could go get a guy, and they need to go get a guy because you're never done building depth. Well, and the other thing that's going on right now is we're trying to keep up with, you know, who is exactly on the staff. There was, uh, you know, uh, reports going going on Saturday that Charles Kelly is joining the Auburn staff. Haven't seen anything confirming that. Uh, I'm assuming that uh, Crime Dog is headed to Texas A&M, but I don't know that we've seen official confirmation on that. Coaching staffs are in, uh, I mean, they're fluid as well. As, as, as the transfer you wanna, portal you is. Wanna, you want to ask Jake about, I mean, we're wondering about this Charles Kelly thing and, and whether or not, I mean, the McGriff. Like, it's odd, Jake, that on a business day, which is what January 2nd on a Tuesday uh, usually is, uh, that there wasn't confirmation about either the Charles Kelly to Auburn move, which was reported all weekend, or uh, uh, Wesley McGriff possibly uh, going to Texas A&M to join Mike Elko. Yeah, you would have thought it would have came out today. I, I wouldn't panic over not hearing about it. Uh, but, yeah, it is a little weird. It kind of you know doesn't follow the normal timelines and, and the way it kind of works. Uh, I don't know if there's something maybe at the last moment. they got to dot their t- uh, I's and cross their T's. Uh, but I wouldn't be shocked if, if that kind of announced pretty soon. You like the Charles Kelly pickup? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, he's, he's a guy that, that's been at all the top places. He's had success. He's, he's a really good recruiter. He understands mm-hmm. how to evaluate. Uh, he's a great guy, uh, a guy that, you know, my father had a lot of respect for. And, no, uh, he's he's a guy that can help Auburn. He'll make Auburn better. Uh, he's he's an Auburn grad. And, uh, you yep. know, there's been a lot there's been talk, a lot of talk through the years about him coming back here. So it'll be it'll it'll be really interesting to watch before we uh, before we run out of time, though, I want to talk a little little basketball. We're about to get into yeah. conference play. And uh, this this SEC, I'm, you're looking and and seeing projections of uh, upwards of nine SEC teams making the tournament. Uh, Auburn uh, among the teams really playing well, finally getting a little recognition moving into the top twenty-five. Yeah, and look, I mean, this team—you you talk about a depth standpoint. You know, it seems that uh, I don't know the, the best term for it, but they're so much more fluid this year. Uh, they're not making the same bonehead mistakes. The ball moves easier. I mean, Aiden Holloway and his ability to shoot. I mean, I, I think we all know, you know, uh, what that brings to the table. But Bruce Pearl's ability to, to throw guys in waves and stick with the hot hand. I mean, you have so many options with good players for guys to have a big night. It's not that Auburn has that one elite player, but they play really hard on defense. They play together. They communicate well. They're not the greatest shooting team, but they're more efficient. I think they're taking better shots. At any time I can remember, really, in the last three seasons, if we're going to be honest, it just seems more like, like team basketball this year, and the guys know who they are. And I tell you what, I didn't know if Dylan Cardwell was ever going to turn the corner, uh, but I, I think he's made a big jump, and, and he's been really effective. Not that he's ever just going to dominate a game offensively, 
but his presence, uh, you know, around the rim, his ability to run the floor, his ability to play the the screen and lob game. I, I think this Auburn team, you know, has a chance to be pretty special. But guys, I mean, the SEC, it's amazing, and, and y'all remember this. I mean, Dan, Bill. It used to be the SEC had two teams, maybe three, that you're like, oh, man, that's a really good basketball team. They may have a chance to make the Final Four. Maybe, you know, Kentucky can win a national championship or, or Florida in a couple of years. I mean, the, the depth of this league right now, it's, it's insane. Oh, it is. Yeah, no, no, no question about we, it. We were talking about it with Andy Burcham earlier in the hour, Jake, and, I mean, I, I think the SEC has you – know, the, the, how, how large the tier of top teams – you know, is is open to debate, but between Tennessee and Kentucky and A uh, and M and Alabama and Auburn and Mississippi State, uh, Ole Miss is undefeated. South Carolina is, you know, they're, they're one game away from being undefeated, and they were up double digits in that game at Clemson. So, no, I, I think this is a year where uh, the SEC could could send. I mean, I think. Lenardi right now has them with with nine tournament teams. You could have more, you know, you could yeah. have a, a big number, but also like those those teams could make noise in, in the actual tournament. Well, without a doubt, I mean, it seems like every year the NCAA tournament gets harder and harder to pick when when you're filling out your bracket. I don't think this year is going to be any different. But it's like Bruce Pearl says, you know, n- now there's there's never a night off in the SEC, uh, especially on the road. But but it's um it's super impressive, and I think it makes you better. It gives you a better chance at the end of the year. You know, to, to having to gone through that. And, and, I mean, we see it in football. We see it in other sports all the time. Iron sharpens iron. So, I think overall, the goal is to make the tournament to have a chance to, to string some wins together and win the whole thing. I mean, going to the SEC, it, it, it kind of molds you in, into the best version of you. Oh, it's going to be fun. And it's uh, just, just about here. Really looking forward to it. It is a fun time of year, Jake. And I know you guys have got uh, – all kinds of things you're talking about. Let folks uh, know a little bit of what you've got on the schedule and, of course, how to keep up with everything. Yeah, uh, we're covering everything, uh, recruiting, uh, obviously talking a lot of Auburn, uh, looking at these coaching staff changes, looking at the transfer portal, um, you know, talking to college basketball as well, NFL. We, we do a live chat. and We take live calls each weekday morning, 6.30 a.m. to 8 a.m. Central. If you watch your, uh, your shows it's on YouTube, it's C-A-R-A-I-N-N Company. Same thing on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, come hang out with us. We'll do it, Jake. Uh, great, really appreciate you joining us, and uh, yeah, looking yeah. forward to do, looking forward to it ne- again next week. Great stuff, Jake. Hey, hey, without a doubt, guys, y'all be good. Yeah, that's right. We will uh, we'll be talking about the national championship game from the day before. By the next time we talk to him, we'll get to our final break of the afternoon. Stick with us here on the Tuesday Drive. The Edward Via College of Osteopathic Medicine in Auburn is.